this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode the town of joshimat in uttarakhand's chamoli district is sinking more than 700 houses are known to have developed cracks and nearly 150 families have been moved to safer locations the uttarakhand and central governments are scrambling to deal with a problem that is now a full-fledged crisis teams of scientists have been deployed to investigate reasons behind the sinking of the town for years friends of the himalayas have been warning that unchecked building activity including the construction of dams could jeopardize the lives and livelihoods of people not just in uttarakhand but impact those living in downstream areas ravi chopra founder director of the people science institute is one of those who has been watching the impact of so called development on the himalayas for more than 3 decades from his perch in dehradun last year he resigned as the chair of a high powered committee to study the impact of expanding the road network to service the many shrines in uttarakhand ravi has just returned from joshimat and we are privileged that he can join us to discuss what's happening there welcome to the in focus podcast ravi thank you amit so ravi please tell us what uh, how, how was your visit to joshimat and what did you see my visit to joshimat was quite eventful i did visit some of the areas that are more critical and i got a chance to talk to a lot of the local people to see what is happening with their lives and what was the what what did they tell you what did what did you see and what did they tell you most people are convinced that the problems facing joshimat today are related to the construction of a tunnel inside the mountain on which joshimat is located it the tunnel begins roughly in the northeastern direction from joshimat and exits in the southwestern direction of joshimat yeah no, so I, i was just asking you what are their concerns i mean are they are they afraid of losing their houses are they afraid of being moved out what, what did they really tell you ravi one of their major concerns is the issue of what is going to happen to them in terms of the compensation that might be offered to them and in terms of their future livelihoods currently the government has identified as you noted over 700 families whose houses are unlivable and it is it has moved most of them to relief camps now one of their concerns is that how much will be the compensation will it be compensation for the house for the structure or will it be compensation for the structure and the land many of them are not willing to move out of joshimat 
and don't want to give up their land unless of course they are adequately compensated the second concern currently is that they have been moved to a relief camp or they are staying at safer locations such as the sikh gurdwara in town but what happens to their animals their cows so each day the women still set out to collect fodder they spend the day at their home they take care of their animals and they go back to the camp in the evening a second concern is will it rain heavily or will it snow because the almost the entire slope of uh, joshimat from the top near oli down to marwadi which is very near the toe of the hill the entire slope different parts have there are cracks and the cracks are widening and some people also point out that the cracks are deepening so they are quite worried about that aspect their children's education has been disrupted that's another source of worry and as you are probably aware that uh, we are now getting close to the board exams and the disruption of their studies could influence their career so there are a number of concerns and they are very keen that the government interacts with them to develop a sensitive and fair compensation package so ravi what is your sense you know after going there and you know as i mentioned uh, in my introduction you know you've been seeing this at very close quarters are uh, you a chair of the chardham committee and then you resigned from the committee i mean would you say that uh, in a sense um, you saw this coming yes we did tell the government as far back as in 2014 after the kedarnath tragedy in 2013 the supreme court had appointed a committee to look into the impact of dams on the environment in uh, uttarakhand and on the whether these dams had aggravated the impact of the floods in 2013 at that time we had made a very strong recommendation that the area north of the main central thrust and joshimart is just north of the main central thrust that the area north of the main central thrust is a paraglacial zone where glaciers in the past have left behind huge amounts of moraines and debris during any major rainfall event the very fast flowing himalayan rivers can gather a lot of energy and move these moraines downstream this can cause a lot of destruction downstream now at the northern edge of the joshimat hill 
is the Dhali Ganga River, which meets uh, the Alaknanda at the toe of the hill. And that river has six dams on it, Dhali Ganga, one of which is Tapovan Vishnugar, whose tunnel is being held as the prime suspect for the current disaster by the local people. We had warned them in 2014 when the disaster occurred in February 2021 and you had interviewed me at that time also, I think. At that time, we did point out both to the state government and the central government that, look, this is the kind of disaster we had warned you back in 2014. So not only was there a warning given on paper, but then came a, a predicted uh, tragedy in 2021. Okay, so the government has had enough warnings going back to 1976 when the Mishra Commission had first highlighted that Joshimat was sitting on old glacial debris, that the soil of Joshimat was not, did not have a high load bearing capacity, that there were parts of it that were extremely sensitive and these should be identified and construction should not be permitted there. In those parts which are more stable, uh, it had said that there should be limited construction. It also pointed out that the toe of the hill is being cut from uh, by the rivers, subject to erosion by the rivers, and that tends to destabilize the mountain slope. And therefore, it should be protected. But these many of these recommendations and scientific uh, studies have not been heeded by the government. So, Ravi, did you also get to know during your visit to Joshimat, did you find or hear about any reports of cracks in village areas and other towns of Uttarakhand as well? Yes. There are reports now that have come from Karan Prayag, which is the terminal of the Himalayan railroad, which the government is currently constructing. And I think that a figure that I read was that 105 kilometers of the 125 kilometer length of the railway line will be inside tunnels. And so Karan Prayag has uh, houses that have developed cracks. Similarly, there are reports from Masuri, a very popular mountain station, where they have also built where they are planning to build, I think, some tunnels. And I don't know if they are related to some trial investigations that have been done or not. I'm not quite clear about the situation of Masuri. So, Ravi, uh, you know, whatever we hear uh, about Joshimat now and, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of attention suddenly being paid by the media to whatever's going on there. So, and we also know about uh, ecological concerns. These have been expressed for a long time by environmentalists. So, would you say, as someone who has also worked with the government uh, and, you know, who's been associated with various committees and so on, 
do you think that this is the right time to you know go in for a major overall and if there is a possibility of a rethink you know how should the government actually go about it i think that once the immediate problems of joshimart are taken care of the first requirement is to carry out a carrying capacity study for the entire state what are the carrying capacities of different valleys of different uh, towns and cities and this has to be done keeping in mind that in the future we are likely to witness more extreme weather events so the carrying capacity studies should be used to design sustainable development policies in particular sustainable development of mountain cities we don't have any understanding of how to plan and develop mountain cities since we don't have any understanding we don't have a policy and therefore the construction that takes place in the mountain cities is totally haphazard and sometimes of i would say more than sometimes illegal so this is a problem i mean construction the legality legality is an issue obviously everywhere in this country but obviously the sensitive nature of the hills and the mountains makes it a special problem yes and we desperately need to develop an understanding of how we are going to let these mountain cities grow or should we let them grow because really if you look at it what's going on for the last 20 years since statehood that because the rural areas have not received enough uh, investment rural people have been migrating from the villages to cities in the state earlier they used to migrate out of the state now they are migrating from villages to cities in the state and that is overburdening the slopes of these cities so in the current scenario what do you think uh, i mean obviously these people are, as you mentioned the urgent need is to address their problems and their concerns but what happens then i mean is it something that uh, you know after whatever scientific studies are completed and so on uh, would there be a case for abandoning a town like joshimart and looking at a fresh settlement what do you think is possible let us assume that joshimart the 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 town is not going to sink into the river let us assume that okay and if you assume that then we have to identify which are the stable parts of uh, of the city and how much load can they bear see you cannot abandon joshimat town it is the gateway not only to badrinath and hemkund saheb the two big religious shrines but it's also the road to the uh, indo china border passes through this okay there is there are army units that are stationed there you can't just abandon the town unless you have no choice 
So in that scenario, uh, what you're saying is that there is a need to identify the areas that could be stabilized and perhaps move some people out where there is no option. Yes, that's right. They may either be moved out of uh, Joshimut if they are willing or they have to be moved to some location within, let's say, a greater Joshimut, which are more stable. Ravi, as you rightly point out, you know, the, the Joshimut and the villages around, they are close to the border with China. And we know the tensions that we have had with the Chinese of late. So what is your sense? I mean, we also have, uh, you know, the major shrines, as you pointed out, and there's a lot of road construction activity happening. So is, is there a case of halting that for the moment? Or is it something which we have to live with? No, the see, there has been a military strategy in the past. I don't know if it is still followed. But I do remember that in the uh, after the 1962 war, the government of India felt that it was necessary to develop the border areas, the villages in the border areas, because the citizens there would act as a second line of defense. That's what they were referred to. So those are very critical areas. That's the first part. And therefore, you need the roads. Um, to these villages. You need the borders to be defended. But it has to be done in a sustainable manner. Now, as you recall, in the Chardham Pariyojana Committee, we pointed out that the government of India had a policy for making all the national highways in the country 10 meters wide. The tarred surface of the road would be 10 meters wide. This was the policy announced in 2012, I think. But in 2018, the Ministry of Road Transport had put out a new notification saying that the mountain areas are becoming susceptible to tremendous amount of destabilization of slopes and loss of uh, natural resources like forests, wildlife, and of course, uh, influencing people's lives. So they had come up with a recommendation that in the mountain areas, the road width would be limited to five and a half meters. We had agreed with that suggestion in the high-powered committee, some of us, but we were in a minority and the government insisted on going ahead with the 10 meter proposed width of the roads. Ultimately, the matter went to courts and the final judgment that came from the court was to allow uh, the construction to a width of 10 uh, meters on this somewhat uh, debatable, on the definitely debatable argument that the army needed wider roads. The army itself had put in a petition uh, at one point saying that they did not accept the five and a half meter width and they would prefer a width of seven meters. But the court eventually ruled that uh, the roads could be designed to 10 meter width. So we need to have roads, but they should be sustainable. And that's what's currently happening? Yes, that's what's currently happening. If you look at Uttarakhand's climate change plan, that plan talks of sustainable green roads, 
but if you look at the roads that are uh, being built now that are being widened there are no trees along the roads there's no greenery there so would you say then ravi is that uh, you know whatever uh, you know whatever development has happened or happening or uh, you know whatever approach we are uh, adopting would you say there is uh, the absence of a sustainable mindset is that something which uh, you would agree with yes i would say that we are no longer into economic development we are focused on economic growth growth at any cost so would you say that say a state like himachal pradesh is it doing a little better than uttarakhand what is your sense himachal pradesh is also now undergoing the same kind of uh, changes as in uttarakhand the himachal pradesh of 10 or 15 10 years ago 15 years ago is quite different the same road widening etc and the thrust on tourism is visible in himachal also i'm sure you've seen some of the tragedies that have occurred in last year in himachal yes ravi we leave it here for today thank you so much uh, for talking to the hindus in focus podcast thank you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon